Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's give Jesus Christ a praise. I'm very excited about this series that we're in. I just chewed up a mint as I was walking up the stairs, so I have to take a sip of water. Everybody feeling okay? Praise the Lord. If you got your Bible, would you go with me to 1 Corinthians? We're going to pray. We're going to get right into this this morning. 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. Father, we just thank you that we can be here together today to honor you, to glorify your name, to lift you up. We just thank you that you are here. You are in this place and that you're moving right now. We, we pray that you would touch every person, that you would open up our ears to hear and our hearts to receive, that your will would be done and accomplished in this place today. Help us to see what you want us to see so that we might go where you're calling us to go. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. With thanksgiving in Jesus' name, and everyone would say, Amen. Here we go. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Tell somebody, here we go, here we go, here we go. By the way, you look good. Thank you for being here today. Listen, this is an important series, and I'm excited about every, every Sunday this month. So tell somebody about it and be here. 1 Corinthians 1.10. I appeal to you. Now, how many of you know that strong language? Right off the bat. Y'all awake yet? I appeal to you. I'm making an appeal to you. In other words, you need to hear what I'm saying. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you, say the word, agree. That you agree. How many of you know there's power in agreement? There's power when we get together and we get an agreement on a matter. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that if two or three can get together and agree on a thing, it can be done. And it shall be done. How many of you know it will be done if we can get into agreement? And he said, I want to make an appeal that you would agree. And that there be, watch this, no divisions. That there be no divisions among you, but that you be united. Everybody say that word, united. United. That you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. So we need to be united how? Having the same mind. We're all going the same place. We've got a future together. There's something that God has called and purpose for us to do as a people. Now hear me today because when we get into this individualistic mindset, we start thinking it's about me and where I'm going and it's not about we and where we're going. But God has a destination for all of us, and that destination, he has for us to go there together. To get there, we've got to have the same mind, the same judgment. We have to be going in the same direction. The same direction. Come on, somebody say the same direction. So there's somewhere that God is wanting us to go together. How many of you know we are better together? I mean, one can put a 1,000 to flight, but two can put... 10,000 to fly. Come on, do the math. There's multiplication there. When we get in agreement, when we work together, things become possible. What I can do alone is, is what I can do alone, but what we can do together is so much greater than what any one of us could do by ourselves. Now listen, because we're all supposed to offer ourselves to the work of the Lord using our unique gifts, talents, and abilities to accomplish together 
what God has called and purposed for us to do. There's a work that God has called for us to do together as a people right here in this city. And I'll go beyond that, not only in this city, but in the cities that surround us and beyond this region, this state, this nation, and this world, because this church, this house is called to the nations. Oh my goodness. So he said there'd be no divisions. How many of you know the enemy likes to get in your head? I guess three of you know that. How many of you know the enemy likes to get in your head? Stop renting space to the enemy of your soul. Stop renting space to the enemy, which is, are those thoughts that are contrary to what God says about you, what God says about us, and about where God says we're headed and we're going. We got to get that mess out of our head. Tell somebody, get that junk out of your trunk. Come on, tell them. Get that drunk, that junk out of your trunk. How many of you know uh, what most of us deal with is stinking thinking? And if we got stinking thinking, we can't go where God wants us to go together. Because we're too thought up, we're, we're too caught up in our own minds to hear what God is actually saying. Somebody say no divisions. So we have to work together because we're better together and there's power in this word community. There's safety in community. I mean, just watch the, the nature channel. I've heard my dad, the bishop, say this many times. Your isolation will become your devastation. When you get isolated, and he also says when your distraction is your destruction. Your isolation is your devastation. Your distraction is your destruction. And if you watch the nature channel, it's those animals that get away from the herd. That they, they, your, your enemy goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You know what that tells me? He can't get at everybody. But when we get off in our own minds, in our own little world, and we're consumed with so many things, that's when we get in position where we can get messed up. So we're better together in community. There's power in community when we work together. We should be edifying one another. We should be praying for one another. We should be building one another up. We should be serving together. We should be lifting up our leadership. Listen, it's better when we work together. That word community, I saw this this, this week, is you can break it up into three different parts. The first is a prefix, co. And that prefix, co, means joint Jointly or together. Also, in the word community, you see the word commune. And that word commune, how many of you have ever heard the word communion? That word commune means this. It means a group of people doing life together, sharing possessions and responsibilities to share one's intimate thoughts or uh, your feelings on a spiritual level. That's what co commune means. And then you've got the word how many of you know the third word? Unity. Unity. What is unity? United or joined as a whole. So he says, I appeal to you. Agree. Be of the same mind. Hear what he's saying. Hear the heart of the apostle. Be of the same mind, the same judgment. Be going in one direction and don't allow any divisions to happen in the midst of you because there's power when we work 
together. Now, everybody hear this because we're talking about kingdom culture. Now, this might mess with some of you, but you need to hear what I'm telling you. There are no individuals in the kingdom. In other words, what that means is I can't know me apart from you. Got real quiet. I can't know. See, in, especially in this nation, we've become very individualistic, me-centric. It's about what's in it for me. What can I do? Well, well, tell me first what's in it for me. But how about what's in it for we? We are the body of Christ. Watch this. It takes two to know one. So what that means is I can't know myself apart from God, and I can't know myself apart from his people because it takes all of us seeing as God has called for us to see, to to begin to declare who each other are and see the best in one another. How many of you know that when God created Adam, he said, he can't do this alone. It's not good that man should be alone. Let me be like my grandpa up here. It's not good that man should be all one. No, we've been called to be together. We, if we are one, we are one in Christ. Now watch, because we're many members, but we're one body. There's no individuals because I, I have to know, I can't know me apart from you. So there's no way to know me unless I know we. Me can only be understood in the context of We, community. How many of you know God has given people to you to help see in you what you can't see in yourself? How many of you, you're thankful for people who've seen things in you that you couldn't see in yourself? I'm telling you, we all have a, a, you know, how many of you, you're driving and you've got a vehicle where where sometimes you've looked back, you don't see anything, and you you start to pull over, and all of a sudden you get honked. What happened? You had a blind spot. There was a car there, but you couldn't see it. Listen to me. We all have blind spots. All of us. And so we have to have community to help us see what we cannot see. To see in us what we can't see in ourselves. To see in one another what God says about each and every one of us. See, when, when, we're, when we're isolated in our own thoughts, we start seeing ourselves in the wrong way. All right. So we are, hear this, we are co-laborers laboring together with God in the work of God. So look around you today. Every person in this place is important. Why don't you go ahead and just turn and tell them you're important. Come on, tell them you're valuable. You're important. Somebody say, I need you. Come on, tell somebody, I need you. I need you. Now tell them this, you need me. You need me. Some of you wives looking at your husband saying, I don't know. I need you. You need me. This is a community. It's a church. Now hear this because you need to understand this today. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, ecclesia, my community. 
Watch, watch this. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You, we are the church. No one person is the church. Why? Because together we make the church. Together we are built together as the temple of God. And God indwells his people. His people. Everybody say his people. It's always been about a people. Even his salvation. The salvation plan is for the entire cosmos. It's about all things that he might fill all things. So watch this. John 17, 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that your son might glorify you. Since you have given him, the son, authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you. True life is to know God, to have relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. To know you is life. And this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Somebody said there's a work to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested, that is to show forth, your name to the people. That is your character. That is your nature. How many of you understand if we do something in the name of Jesus, it's not saying, in Jesus' name. Some of y'all didn't know that, right? It is moving in the character and the nature of God. That is when I am in his name. And Jesus said, I've manifested your name. That means something has to be seen, right? I manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them and have come to know in truth that I have come from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Somebody say, I belong to God. Watch. All mine are yours and yours are mine. And I'm glorified in, say that word, them. That is a plural word. Them. I'm glorified in a people. I'm glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be, say it, one, even as we are one. This is the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the three distinct, yet three in one. Make them one as we are one. This is deep because this is where God is bringing a people into himself. Do you understand? Because our life is hidden with Christ in God. We have been made one with him. We're one with God. So even as we are one, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, your character, your nature, which you have given me. I have guarded them and no one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. 
but now I am coming to you. And these things I speak in the world that they, they may have, uh, have my joy fulfilled in, in themselves. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world. God is not wanting to take us out of the world. He's wanting to get us into the world. He's wanting to send his people, kingdom culture, he's wanting to send us like yeast in the dough. He's, we're salt and light. He wants to send us in. I'm sending them. I'm sending them into the world. I'm not wanting to take them out of the world. I want to get them into the world. Is anybody hearing this? So God is wanting to get us in the mix so that people can experience his name. All right? Okay. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, purify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into, I sent them, sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself. This is going to the cross. That they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who believe in me through their word. word. Now he's talking about all of us. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, that they also may be in us. They might be in us. Are you hearing what he's saying? This is strong. That they also may be in us so that the world may believe, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Somebody say it's all about Jesus. It's Christ being fully formed in a community so that the world can see Jesus, not so that the world can see East West Church or Full Turn Church or, or Alan Senior or Alan Junior or any other person in this place, but God at work in a community so that the world can see Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. We are all here to reveal Jesus. We're working together to reveal Jesus. We are serving together to reveal Jesus. We are giving together to reveal Jesus. We gather together to reveal Jesus. We go into the world and evangelize to reveal Jesus. We pray and edify and equip to reveal Jesus. Make them one, not divided, not many, but one. Is anybody hearing this? I'm not trying to take them out, God. I pray, get them in and let them all go together. As the church, we are a part of the global church in the creed. The Nicene Creed. It ends with, we are one holy Catholic church. You hear that and you say, I'm not Catholic. The problem is that creed was before there was Catholicism. Why is that? Because the word Catholic means universal. So the creed was, there's only one universal church. We are the global church we are the temple on wheels 
The temple has become mobile and it's going into the world. Is everybody catching my drift? So you're important. You're not waiting to get out of here to go to heaven. You are here to bring heaven to the earth. You are here to show forth the glory of God. So many people have the wrong mindset about God that, yeah, I'm just buying time in the rotten here and now. I just tell you, I'm just, I'm just going to go. I, I, it's just a horrible life. And, and then just one day, but one day in the sweet by and by, there'll be peace on that beautiful shore. Well, how about the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that God has called for us to walk in and live in right now. Somebody say right now. In the power of the Holy Ghost as a people. My grandfather used to give an, an analogy. Some of you who've been here for a while will remember when he talks about the batteries getting hooked up. How many of you remember that? Hearing senior bishop talk about the batteries. He said one has a certain amount of voltage. He said, but when you start hooking them together. You know why I'm here? Because I want to be hooked up. You know why I'm here with bishop? Because I want to be hooked up. I don't want to be a battery by myself. I don't want to be isolated. I want to be hooked up. The Lord gave me a word today at about three or four in the morning and he showed me something that I'll probably speak it, say to my church with Bishop present, but let me just say a very short version for you right here and you need to hear this because God is bringing your bishop into a new season and a new dimension of ministry, which means a letting go of former things to step into the new fullness that God's bringing him into. But what the Lord showed me is that as he rises, we all rise with him as he rises i'm stepping up the church is stepping up east west is stepping up full turn is stepping up everything that is a part of what god has ordained is moving up are you ready to step up then we got to be ready to do this thing together we can't do it apart and we can't say well this is church is a place i go it's we are the church not i'm the church we're the church I can't be the church by myself. You have people all the time say, well, you know, I don't need to go to church because I can just get alone and pray. Well, you should pray. But you know what else you should do? Gather. Because we're only the church when we come to gather. Oh, my Lord, I'm running out of time. I got so much. First Peter 2, 4 through 5. I'm going to have to expedite. 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5, as you come to him, Jesus, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen. Somebody say, I'm chosen. Somebody say, I'm precious. You yourselves, I like that, precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up. Watch this. You yourselves, like living stones, upon this rock. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built together to do what? Be a spiritual habitation or house. Whose house? Whose house? God's house. So that means we're all living stones being joined together by the Spirit. By the Word and the Spirit, we're joined together. And God says, I will dwell in the midst of my people. 
We're not waiting for God to dwell one day with us. He is here. Wherever two or three, two or three, a community in agreement. Wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We are God's house. Somebody say, this is God's house. And I'm not talking about the walls. I'm not talking about the doors. I'm not talking about the seats. I'm talking about living stones. Don't make me preach up here. I might just do it. I'm talking about living stones. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. You are the priesthood. You are. I mean, I'm just looking for somebody who's got a collar on. Well, go ahead and put one on. You are the priesthood. We are a priesthood of believers. We are a prophetic company. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. That's who we are. That's who we are. Yeah, we have different offices, different gifts, all works together, but understand, we are that priesthood. He said, you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We're a nation, a people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. All right. Let me just say this. I'm going to expedite this. Isn't it interesting that Peter is the one who writes these words? All of us like living stones. His name was not always Peter. His name's Simon. Jesus called him Peter. That word Petros means stone or rock. So isn't it interesting that the one Jesus said, you're a stone, says, we're all Petros. Because Jesus says to Peter, upon this rock. And Peter says, we're all the rock. Jesus being the chief corner stone the apostles being a strong foundation and we're being built upon that line upon line oh i see now i see generations of of bricks going up and god's still building a house a holy habitation where where he can be seen a lighthouse to this world a beacon of hope and healing and restoration not a judgmental people but a powerful people a loving people a merciful people a compassionate people a people who say this is is what God looks like. Not because I'm perfect, but because together we can reveal Christ because no one of us alone can fully reveal who he is. Tell somebody, Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now tell them you're not. That's been preached wrong for years. You are not the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We we, watch this, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, till we all come into the unity of faith and the bonds of peace, until what, what happens then? We start growing. We grow up into him, into the image of the Son. So we are growing up into his image so that we can be the fullness of God at work. He wants to fill his church with his fullness, which means we all got a peace. 
I, I, got, I got to bring this home. Now listen to me. You're about to take communion. Amen. Communion is not just a ritual. Communion is what makes you a part of the community. In the, in the ancient church, see people don't get this either. They have no understanding. When people would not listen or they rejected Christ who were a part of the believers and then they wouldn't listen and ask witnesses to go and they wouldn't listen and they were told, they were told not to be a part, they weren't told not to be a part of the meeting. They were told they couldn't receive communion because it's the table that makes you a part of the community. Receiving the body and the blood of Jesus Christ is what makes you a part of the community. I in them, they in me. Jesus takes a bread and he breaks it. And his disciples are seated in the room and he gives every one of them. Hold on, let me roll back. The whole bread. This is my body. This, the whole bread, which is broken for you. As often as you come together, do this in the remembrance of me. Not as a memory, but as a coming together. Because the many pieces that have been given have to come together to form the full love. We are many pieces of the one bread. That's why if you're missing, something is missing because we all need one another. We are the many pieces of the one bread. All right, I've got time for one more scripture. One more. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. For just as the body is one, it has many, we are one. We just gotta, we gotta get with the program. We're one, we're one body. Made up of many members. We can't keep the body fragmented. We gotta come together. For just as the body is one and has many members, somebody say, I'm one of those members. And all of the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into, into, we're baptized. That's what your baptism is about. You're baptized into a person. You're baptized into a community. Watch this. You're baptized into a kingdom. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm going to roll back to another scripture because I need, I need you to hear this. Ephesians 2.19 says, So then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Now you got Peter saying it, now you got Paul. Where's Mary? I don't know, Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> Pastor Mike, you like that one, right? Thank you. He said we're not strangers or aliens. We were, but now we have become one people in Jesus Christ. That's how Full Turn and East West can work together so easily because he's already made us one. All we have to do is get used to the idea and start working together as one people, as one body made up of many members. 
You might be in Marietta and we might be over in Hiram, but we're one church. We're one people. We're one body. We're many members, but we're one. Everybody shout, we're one. So you better get used to looking at me because we're one. Full term better get used to looking at you guys and Bishop because we're one. Somebody shout one. We're one. I got to close. So we're many members. And he goes on to say, I'll paraphrase. They're all unique. We're all different. We all got our part to play. How many of you have ever watched the symphony? Anybody enjoying this this morning? How many of you have watched the symphony play? The symphony is made up of, I don't know it all because I'm, you know, I'm not all that. But it's made up of sections and pieces. So you've got like a horn section. You've got a string section. You've got a percussion section. And then all those, you've got oboes. You've got flutes. You've got clarinets. You've got trumpets. You've got French horns. You've got trombones. You've got tubas. Tuba. Yeah, I mean... And you get some of these orchestras, man. You get all kinds. You get electric guitars. You, you get drum sets. You got the timpanis. You, well, it's too many for me to name. They're all playing a part. Individually, that part might sound nice. You might say, well, that's a nice part. But you know what? The part doesn't really make sense until it's a part of the masterpiece. And when the symphony comes together, every section, every piece, playing their part, and some trumpets, you got a first trumpet part, you got a second trumpet part, you got a third trumpet part. Is this making any sense to you? There are all these parts, all these sections with all the pieces, but they're playing one song. You may be a flute, and I might be a tuba. But when we come together, something beautiful begins to happen. We used to sing a song here years ago. Something beautiful, something good. All I have, help me with it, to offer him be understood. He's, he's getting old. We're praying for him. <laughs> I close with this. Song of Solomon. How many of you know this is a picture of the Song of Solomon? If you read it, it's not about body parts. But it is. It's about Jesus and his bride. And it says, here's what the, the man says about his bride or the, his beautiful woman that he loves. He says, she is all. Or one, they said, one of them says it about the other, okay? All together lovely. We're only lovely when we're all together.